Hello and welcome to another procurement conversation where our panel tackles the big issues facing procurement. I'm Rich Sains and I'm joined by regular panelist Kirsty Carr and this week we're delighted to be joined by Mecca Kleiner, co-founder of Flowdays and the president of the Lean Agile Procurement Alliance. Now over the last couple of years business has been speeding up but procurement is getting more and more bogged down with additional process work and getting slower isn't an option so how can we speed up procurement? And that's the question we're tackling in this, this week's episode and one way to approach this is through Lean Agile Procurement. And now, Mirko, can you give us an introduction to yourself and talk us through what Lean Agile Procurement is? Yeah, thanks, Rich, and hi, Kirsty, and, and the whole audience. A big pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, so maybe first things first, uh, most important things first, I'm not a procurement professional. I have my roots in, in software, where all, all the Agile movement is coming from, and yeah, I used to run my own uh, software sourcing company, so I know the supplier side quite well. Uh, moved then ahead to, uh, yeah, Agile Coaching, so I've co-founded Flow Days, which is an Agile consultancy over here in Switzerland and Germany. And uh, we are all about business agility, so how can we get more agile, more, more flexible uh, to ch uh, changing market demands? And on our journey, we got in touch with procurement uh, now seven years back, and they said, "Well, it's amazing what you're doing. What, what with our support is possible now in delivery and innovation and so on. What's in it for us?" And we said, "We have no clue. What are you guys doing?" <laughs> and I told them the story. You know, being an ex-software supplier, where we often have yeah uh, project requests, uh, RFPs, if you will, where the customer not really knows exactly what they really want until they see it, which then is a pain in the ass for the vendors to to come up with a proposal. So we conclude that there is kind of a, a lose-lose situation if things become complex and uncertain. And uh, so we took that as, yeah, an opportunity. And uh, we started with the hypothesis Imagine your, your most complex sourcing case, often strategic sourcing cases, and you just have one day to close the deal and sign the contract. What will you do? And out of this uh, stupid, or some call it a powerful question, uh, a whole movement, a whole approach, lean agile procurement evolved. Um, and now companies in all industries, uh, even all categories, from private and public sector start to apply it. And uh, yeah, with, with great success. So uh, how can you achieve it? I mean, maybe if you just take take one, one thing away is this, what if you have just one day, we need the right people, right? So yep. procurement is no more enough. So we need the business people, we need the people from IT, if it's an IT case, we need the vendors. Uh, the pre-selected vendors, we need decision takers, and hopefully we don't forget the customer or the end user of the yeah. system, the service, or whatever it is. And uh, we need to find out together, right, and mm. come to a decision as soon as possible. Okay. That's a bit in a nutshell uh, what what we are doing. It's more complex, but <laughs> so it's always, I guess, bringing together the right stakeholders at the right point. And getting everyone in a, in a sort of a mindset of making decisions and sort of, yeah moving things forward rather than trying to sort of kick the can down the road as long as possible because you know, I think we we're saying earlier you know if you've 
if you've got benefits, you know, usually the things that we're working on in procurement, there's some sort of benefits, a benefit to the customer, a benefit to the business, benefit cost saving. Actually, the quicker that we can implement that, the better. Mm. And if we if we're taking nine to twelve months to run a sourcing process, actually all we're doing is delaying that that benefit. And if we're not getting benefits for something, then why are we doing it? I suppose. But... Yeah. So, so the key word that becomes more and more important, uh, not just in procurement, by the way, is time to market. Mm. So uh, uh, cost savings. I mean, cost is still important. I mean, we have some conditions, commercial conditions, right? So we can't spend more than x there is a budget mm. or, or a business case or an assumption or whatever so we need to be within these boundaries but often uh time to market is really more important and i think that's yeah. one of the first big mind shifts uh, um, because you know just imagine if you could introduce a new tool a new service a new Whatever it is, uh, much faster than your competitors, uh, uh, then this might make millions in a difference, yeah. right? And and it's not about could we have it ten percent less or something. Well, and I think we we saw it during COVID. You know, I saw there's always this case study of Link yeah. in in Canada where just before Valentine's Day they they shut the shops. I think maybe just before Easter they shut shut all the shops, and so they had to have an e-commerce. Um, solution and they didn't have anything so they mm. were able to source and implement something in five days and you think yeah, yeah. they haven't done that you know they might say well you know there's all this process stuff and you know we've got to go through a, a you know six month process or whatever but then it would just not make any money for six months so <laughs> so yeah that's uh it's definitely the way that I guess COVID as well has sort of helped to to reevaluate people's um, people's idea there. So so what's the what what's the ingredients of a great lean agile project for you? Yeah, so so we uh, lean natural procurement. Uh, we it's kind of it's not a process. It's 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 not a checklist or something. It's more of a framework. So uh, the so it's abstract, and because every case is different, we can uh, then apply it to this specific context. I'll give you an example. Uh, recently, we sourced an ERP system in just four weeks. And uh, what we did uh, to achieve that um, was in the first step, and that's step one in our approach, is uh, in our framework, is we are setting up a cross-functional team uh, that operates in an agile way. Uh, some of you might be familiar with Scrum, so that's our operating yeah. model. So procurement is part of that team, uh, but also the business is part of that team and if it's in, in, in our case it was kind of weird uh, so we had people from IT for an ERP obviously uh, but also people from accounting and finance and so forth in that team because they know the best what they needed right and so we took them on the journey not just for the sourcing that became an agile team a cross-functional team for delivery as well so that we don't have this handovers after the sourcing anymore. And, and the guys that will be responsible in delivery uh, usually, you know, look back and say, hey, what the heck have you sourced here? We can't use that. Or what's that kind of a partner and so on. So we want to have this ownership from the start. So we this is uh, another big mind shift. And then this team, and that's the beauty of it, uh, runs through the, the the usual sourcing steps, right? So they question themselves, you know, do we really need that step? Uh, 
um, or not. And, and uh, so if there is a market research needed, we do a market research uh, selection criteria. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's craft a, a contract. And uh, if we have a, a lawyer in the team, uh, we can do that in several hours, right? So that's not, no more of a big challenge. And just having the right people together then uh, speeds things up uh, quite nicely. So mm-hmm. in, in our case, uh, an ERP system is quite complex, right? So we needed to take care of uh, what are the process, what are the technical integrations, and, and all these uh, things that makes it complex. And so we did several workshops that were organized by the teams with the end users. So we invited people from payroll, from HR, and whatever, and asked them for their needs. So solution-independent. Uh, needs. Uh, we talked about with the internal IT guys, what are the interfaces, what are, you know, what's the system environment, the architecture and everything. And then, uh, so up till now, it's not so, let's say, super fancy. Uh, I mean, I've seen uh, traditional procurement organizations that worked in project teams for more complex cases. But where, where it's really different is uh, the team comes up with a short list of potential partners and solutions, obviously. And then we invite them, the shortlisted vendors, virtual or in person, all simultaneously. Why is that important? We want to co-create their, the solution, their proposal, and even, in a best case, even improve a draft of a contract together with them. So uh, in the ERP case, we spent two days with three vendors. And uh, yeah, uh, after the two days, uh, we signed the contract. Uh, we, the team was, the delivery team was expanded by the vendor and they were just ready to start del- or continue delivery. So during the two days, you don't have to, but in this case, it made a lot of sense. We even run a proof of concept and, and we gave them you know, some some of the most critical needs and challenges and say, hey, could you show us how you would solve that? Or if it's just configuration, just do it. We want to see it, right? And, mm. and could really test how a collaboration will feel. And in parallel, we, we deal about uh, the, the, the commercials, the timing, the contract, and so forth. Mm. But that's in, in, in a very nutshell, right? So it's a very mm. collaborative approach. And uh, four weeks was uh, actually, it could be done, could have been done in two weeks or even less because the project team just uh, had uh, two days a week together as a team to work on this case. Mm. So there's a huge potential just giving such a team focus that has nothing to do with Agile, just having focus, yeah. just one task on my table. Uh, it's as simple as that. Is, it, is there a bit about empowerment as well, I suppose, from... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we, we usually start with a kickoff where uh, we uh, invite, the, obviously, the team members, but also all the key stakeholders. Uh, in this case, and, and it's often the case, uh, uh, it's multiple departments and stakeholders and so forth. And we usually spend, depending on the case, up to one day just getting an alignment Right. Mm. So what are the business objectives? What are the constraints? What's the budget? What's the timing? And just, yeah. you know, all the, these uh, uh, 
let's say, ground rules. And then everybody knows, right? It's transparent. Uh, and mm. we don't have this competing politics and, uh, and so forth because everybody was involved. Yeah. At least everybody important, yeah. And do you have to miss anything out of the process? Is it something that do you, do you find that you managed to cover off everything or, or do you have to strip stuff out? Yeah, so as I said, so we start with with the initialization, which is basically setting up this team, having a kickoff, right. then preparation, which is just do everything needed that you do to come to a shortlist, invite the the the, the shortlisted vendors, and and come to an agreement, and and then start to continue delivery. It's as simple as that. The 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 difference is. Uh, Uh, definitely also on the on the on the culture side um so uh it's less of a us and them attitude it's it's more inclusive uh we are really looking for a true partnership and also what is interesting um applying agile values like trust and openness and honesty and commitment and so forth uh the negotiations in quotes turn into into very different we call them commercial conversations hmm. so uh we obviously if we have three several competitors in the same room uh we are not yet there that we could talk openly and and, and transparent yeah. between the competitors so usually those are conversations in private rooms um but uh, we we ask questions like, you know, what of our uh, objectives, what of our constraints, what of our needs make it complicated to you? You know, what do we need to change to become more efficient, more effective? Uh, you know, what what risks do you see? What concerns do you have that we you know that drives costs or whatever? Hmm. And 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 so. Sometimes even the business case changes uh, yeah. just because of the input by the vendors. Uh, so this collaboration, collaborative approach is super powerful. Mm. And so, so in average, uh, we have 400% uh, improved time to market comparing to traditional approaches. So you spoke about 12, six or 12 months. So that's uh, also our experience you know, for complex sourcing cases. Um, and and we have weeks, sometimes days, instead. Uh, what is interesting is because we are focused. Uh, so business uh, business value is always in focus. Uh, you you might call that outcome based yeah. sourcing, right? So uh, in agile, business value is all over. So we we prioritize even business objectives. Uh, we prioritize all the needs. We know exactly from first hands, from the users, what are the really must-haves, what are the nice-to-haves. And uh, so we also try to put focus on the scope, which is, you know, it's much more, uh, if you source just the right things, it's much more cheaper than sourcing <laughs> all the wants and the, the wishes and, yeah. and so forth. So we from our experience uh we have a potential for savings uh which is not in our focus at all to be honest time to market is much more important but 
we recognize the potential for savings for up to 80 you percent know? wow and and uh, uh, so by descoping and, and and adding focus and, and then maybe last but not least a number that that might be interesting is uh, the satisfaction so we track the satisfaction uh, internal satisfaction so stakeholder users customers but also project team but also from the vendors that we invite in that process and we have an average satisfaction that is uh, nine out of ten so even the vendors that didn't make it uh, appreciated a lot and say hey can we do that every time like this because it's much less effort we much better understand and sometimes we even make fun out of uh, the selection process we ask the vendors a very final question who do you think make it, made it and uh, it's just obvious because uh, if you are two days in the same room no matter virtual or, or in person you realize those guys are better they have a better solution or and so forth so even also much less of this you know concerns ah will we get sued and, and so forth <laughs> do, do you find that suppliers are happy to do that to to actually sort of show their whole solution in front of a competitor and get involved in that in that collaborative process i mean uh, yes and no. Um, it's it's a difficult topic, especially if you have something very unique and and uh, you know it's your USP and, and mm. uh, so the briefing becomes super important uh, because first of all we want to make sure that they show up at at all right that they show up with the right people. So they sh they still could come with their sales crew and 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 and, and pre-sales consultants, but we are. In particular, interested in the people that we might work with, right? So that's so that we could kind of, as, as, oh, as somebody recently named it, like uh, it's it's like a speed dating before you get married, right? <laughs> which which <laughs> I like a lot, question, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, it's do we yeah. have chemistry? Can we work well together? Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Because you you would not be invited if you don't believe you have a good solution, right? Or yeah. a good service or whatever, good product. So it's also about that. And so the breathing becomes important and and uh, we make that a topic. You know, how, Do you have things that, you know, you want to protect your intellectual properties? Can we talk openly about that? Mm. And if so, then uh, we... We we just have that in in private rooms, right? Those yeah. kind of conversations, yeah. and that solves ninety nine percent of the problems. Um, in the ERP case, to make it a bit more actionable, um, we it, it it has been three solution providers from uh, uh, the same product, so there was no need for that. So they even shared the intermediate results of the proof, proof of concepts and, and, and uh, could even, you know, help each other. <laughs> and then right. we, 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 we ask them, it's a bit weird that you help each other. Uh, I mean, <laughs> at least two of them, you know, they kind of collaborated. Uh, and we all immediately asked them because we no noticed that and said, you know, today we are competitors. Tomorrow we are partners again, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so were they, were they SIs then? implement because so we've got a, we've got a comment that's come up i guess just mm -hmm. to understand a bit more information about the erp case because um yeah uh so this is the um 
So yeah, I guess the sort of comment around you know making sure, and I suppose it depends a lot on the type of organisation you're in, whether they're open mm. to that, getting the right stakeholders aligned. Um, but so was that a, was that a smaller company with an ERP, or was that a um, was that a larger company? Obviously, no, you can't necessarily talk about specifics. Well, I mean, the, the case is, is public. You can look it up yeah. on uh, leenagileprocurement.com. Um, so the, the company that was uh, looking for a new ERP was a mid-sized uh, company, uh, Swiss Casinos. But the vendors, they have been, you know, on different sides. They were a huge, uh, yeah. a, a very huge uh, company, but also small and as, uh, SMEs that that uh, were pitching. Okay. So, all, all the sizes, yeah. Great. And we've got another one just here from from Anthony as well. He's, he's asked a question. Mm -hmm. So, can this work in all categories, or or is it, um, you know, particular categories that work better? And yeah. you know, are, are suppliers happy if they've got something very complex they need to be getting across? Is that is that enough time for them to, to present their case? Yeah, so please don't take the uh, great questions. Please don't take the two days uh, for granted. So uh, the, the, the approach is really depending on the context. Mm. Uh, so so uh, we have had cases where we spent four days and we have had cases where there was a preferred supplier. We spent just one hour, right? Yeah, so it's it's really scalable. Depending, I mean, if you have a budget of a hundred k, you don't want to have uh, fifty people for four days in a room. It's it costs more than the case, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we need to scale that. Uh, to the question of Anthony, um, does it work for all categories? Um, uh, I would say yes in general. Uh, there are definitely cases uh, like IT software. Uh, the, all the indirect uh, uh, procurement cases where you usually have more complex cases, uh, I would say. Uh, it's just my observation as a non-procurement -pro <laughs> professional. Uh, but more and more, we get uh, also requests from uh, direct sourcing cases where it goes more into innovation, right? Yeah. So they say, well, there are... Pro th th this is kind of a product, right, uh, uh, that we directly could source, but... We want to go two steps beyond that. So let's go into a co-creation and so forth. And then again, it becomes complex on certain yes. uh, and, and so forth. So the the magic word is complex, right? So uh, what recently we had a case with the biggest brewery in the world, and they were uh, looking for new partners for, uh, 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 for facility management. And I said, sorry, guys wrong request uh, this is not complex right and yeah. they said well you're right it's not not the the case itself is complex but we have more than thousand sites all over the place and it's a multi-vendor uh, uh uh sourcing case so we have an organizational complexity have no clue how to deal with that and so we decided yeah let's let's start in an agile way and then maybe in a later stage we could go roll back a fall back to you know now we we have solved all the complexity and, and uh, uh, we we could continue in a traditional way so mm. it's also not religious right so yeah yeah mm. um what's the best piece of feedback you've received about a project you've undertaken 
Yeah, there, there is a, uh, uh, one of my preferred feedback is from Air France. Um, and uh, there it actually was the, the, the sponsor. Uh, he said, you know, traditionally, we were selecting, pre-selecting vendors and solutions. And, and then we got this paperwork back and forth. We did the pitch and, and we got, uh, we selected them uh, based on some criteria. But now we had that the vendors, uh, the pre-selected vendors in the same room, and we gave them the chance with early feedback and, and co-learning to improve their solution and so the proposals and at the end we could take the best of it and that's yeah. kind of the essence of what we are doing it's not just uh here are the specs uh give us a proposal this transactional nature um but that's that's uh, not saying that's wrong uh, that's very very fine you know in the commodity space but uh, if things become complex, you have a lot of room of interpretation and, and misunderstandings and uncertainty and risks and so forth. Okay. Oh, you're you're on mute, Kirsty. <laughs> it might be your mic friends there. And it's gone mute now. <laughs> <laughs> back. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's a lot of um, DIY going on around me, so it's super busy. <laughs> um, when I think about being lean and agile for procurement, there were three areas that really stand out to me, and that's systems, processes, and people, because they can all be Im improved. And when I think about systems, and we talked about this before we came on, it seems to me that in, in some businesses, you know, the, the larger the business, we have different sources of truth. We have different systems. We have different pockets of the business that know something about what we want to source. And the the pre sort of qualification or the pre tender sort of section is really um, it's very long winded. It takes mm -hmm. a lot to get people involved. It takes a lot to get people engaged. Um, and I, for me, the opportunity would be finding a way to really cut down the noise in that space mm -hmm. and having a really simple process, like you said, and using things like um, risk criteria, which we do as a discipline anyway in procurement. Mm -hmm. But then what do we actually use it for? Are we using it just from a financial basis or are we using it to de-risk de when we go out to do projects? So kind of interested to, to hear your views on sort of those three areas and where you think there would be improvements. I mean, a lot of it starts with us and being brave and wanting to change. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's it, it's a people thing in the end as well, right? Uh, so because I, I always say, you know, the process and the systems and, and, and the system, uh, the organization as a system, if you will, uh, they were designed for a good purpose. So it's not that, you know, is everything shit and why are we doing that? But uh, we also got tired to question sometimes, why are we working like we are supposed to work? And is this really uh, applicable in this case? And you mentioned a very interesting one is, you know, all this noise, uh, we are involved in too many projects. So we in, in our trainings that we do, we have an exercise where we ask the participants in how many tasks, projects, and duties are you simultaneously involved? 
And there is some empirical data around it. So majority of it is in five and more simultaneously involved in procurement. And it's no, nothing special, you know, it's, it applies the same to almost every employee, I would say, uh, in other functions as well. Now, the downside is, uh, based on this empirical data, we know if you are involved in five projects simultaneously, your efficiency per project is down to 5% of your available time. So you're wasting 75% of your whole time uh, with you know content switching and, and and so forth. So no matter if you're working agile or not, uh, the best we can do uh, to help people in procurement and speed up things is uh, creating focus. So that's that's the, the 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 conversation I start with leaders in procurement. Say, do you know? Do you have transparency? what cases we are working at simultaneously, which one is more important than the other and so forth. As stupid as that, and, and obviously procurement can't decide, so they need to start to involve the business uh, in this conversation. And, you know, and, and, and suddenly you are in a portfolio discussion, which often procurement is not, not, not at, the, at this table, right? Uh, you uh, much often. And, and, uh, so, yeah, just a little hint. I mean, what we do, and I mean, it's much easier as an external, obviously, we don't start with lean agile procurement until we get uh, two days a week availability of all the core team members. We don't start uh, okay. because we, we need this minimum level of focus. Otherwise, we are in the same trap. Uh, as, as as we are today. It's the same with alignment. So we do a kickoff with the key stakeholders where we define outcome of this case, where we define the boundaries. You know, what's the budget? As stupid as that. Uh, are there some technical, some functional constraints and so forth? And often it happens that the, the key stakeholders, the sponsor, they say, well, we don't have time. I say, well, then we don't start. <laughs> <laughs> because we without a clear direction you know it, it uh, and it really happened uh, i once uh, big insurance over here in switzerland i had a board member uh who was uh, the sponsor and he said well but we 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 wrote it down in the business case and the team knows it and why should i show up I said, please show up just 15 minutes in the kickoff could you free up your time 15 minutes Said, well, yeah, okay, 50 minutes. And I asked him to present the case and the vision and where they where he thinks things should develop to. And then I asked the team, so what have you understood in the paper? And what you and does that match to what you now heard? And they said, Well, without hearing it firsthand. We understood to run in that direction, and what he's talking about running in that direction. Yeah. So very important. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that alignment's really key. And I think the point you made there about you know it's batching up certain activities in, into you know spend a couple of weeks on this and a couple of weeks on another thing rather than yeah. trying to do. 10 projects over 10 weeks, you know, it's like... It's yeah, there is another there is another analogy uh, that I usually uh, 
bring up to not just uh, 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 CPOs, chief procurement officers, but also other leaders in the business and, and board members and such. And say, imagine procurement is kind of your investor. Right? Mm. So imagine the business case for this sourcing case is worth it to spend a hundred millions. Okay. Now imagine you would invest a hundred millions in a startup because we are in uncertain areas. It's complex. We don't know. We have a lot of assumptions, but we don't know the truth. Uh, would you ever spend a hundred millions at once into a startup? Obviously not. But that's exactly what we are doing in procurement, right? We mm. try to mitigate risk uh, the way we specify everything down to the details to mitigate risk. Now, this worked nicely if we knew the outcomes and we knew the solution and everything, so commodity. But in complex, uh, we need to make procurement iterative. Yes. So we might spend a million uh, or 10 millions, depending on uh, the case. Uh, and and again, create focus to our uh, most uh, promising hypothesis and out expected outcomes first. And then because now it became so easy, in quotes, to source, again, we will just redo it in mm -hmm. three months, right? And, and, and uh, re-review... Uh, is this the right partner it's still? Is this the right product still, service, whatever it is? Do we need to switch? Do we need to extend? Uh, uh, and so the whole sourcing becomes more iterative. Mm. So what is the point then at which a... Because I imagine that you're working with some quite well-established procurement functions and procurement teams. Yeah, yeah. So what is the point at which the light bulb moment appears for that team and they say, actually, we want to try it the, the agile way. So we're going to get Mirko in to help us with this because <laughs> a lot of a lot of the issues around change and being brave and getting the outside perspective and doing things differently is you haven't got the space within the company structure or the team structure to do that. But also that, that level of outside investment, sometimes mm. the procurement team will be like, well, okay, you know, and I'm going to talk about it because it will be a question. Who's going to pay for that? Because the procurement team don't have that massive budget. So how how is that sold in? So, you know, when working with your specific clients, how have you sort of handled mm. that objection handling piece? You know, how have you got in there to sort of say from a value perspective, this is what you need. Let us trial this with you and work with you and show you that there's a different way. I'm interested in, you know, how you've landed that. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, so uh, several years back, I gave up trying to convince people. <laughs> so that's the secret sauce. Huh? Uh, you get it for free. Uh, what we do is insp we inspire the people. So um, uh, everybody in the audience can book me one hour for free if you're in a corporate. Uh, the only condition is uh, you need to bring in all the people that are curious and also some guys from the leadership and uh, we're going to work out you know your current challenges uh, you i can share some cases the erp case i just mentioned and so forth and then it just makes sense <laughs> it's that stupid right and uh, people just got a bit of blind, uh, 
Yeah, don't get offended, but a, a bit blind because we we forgot to think about think outside of the box, and uh, we often get called. Uh, there are two reasons. <clears throat> One is. Uh, the business is bypassing us <laughs> because they are in an agile transformation and somehow it doesn't fit anymore. We get more and more such requests and say, well, we need to get agile too. Right. Or the, 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 the COVID-19 crisis obviously was a huge trigger too because uh, procurement leaders realized that we are not working on a sustainable pace. We are burning our people. So there yeah. must be a better way. Uh, there are clever people, leaders in procurement that realize that because of digitalization, optimization, they're about to lose their job because what is digitalized, what can be digitalized will be digitalized and what is left is the complex stuff and they have no clue how to deal with it. Mm. So they are looking for new new things. At the beginning, and it's still the case, we are we are often called and it's a nice place to be uh, where, where, where the shit hits the fan. <laughs> so there, there is uh, there is a milestone. You, it's unachievable working the old way. There is a new regulatory change uh, we need to cope up with and, and so forth. And then they just realize we can't do it the, the, the old way. Mm. We need to do it some, some somehow different. Yeah. I was going to ask you if it... Is it always procurement people that bring you in, or is it actually you working no. into? It's mainly other business leaders that want to find a way to speed up the procurement process. I guess. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. You know, it's it's uh, different. So uh, this ERP case, for example, it was the head of finance who said, "You know, right. I I got infected by agile. Uh, that's the way I want to do the delivery. So why yeah. not starting even b before, right?" Uh, doing it in a more agile value, uh, way. And, and uh, so, yeah, sometimes it's the business. Sometimes it's procurement. Sometimes it's the supplier side to say, hey, uh, this is complex. The, you know, the, and uh, more and more, uh, it's, it's the agile community. Right. So I'm currently writing a paper back back there it's not it's 20 percent finished <laughs> it's a survival guide for for leaders in procurement um and, and the title is from function to capability so now what i'm saying now might sound scary but uh, if you think about a hundred percent uh agile organized uh, uh company we are talking about cross-functional team of teams. There mm -hmm. are no functions anymore. Yeah. We see this development already in, in huge companies out there uh, where there is no HR anymore. There is no finance. There is no, you know, mm -hmm. it's all delegated to the teams and uh, team of teams organized around value. And a similar development we are observing and also predicting to procurement as a function. Uh, so almost everybody needs to get this capability how to find, select, deal with partners mm. to think it mid to long term. Yeah. So that's a great opportunity. Don't be scared. That's a great opportunity for procurement folks mm. 
uh, because they could become evangelists and, and, and coaches and, and so forth to support their organization in doing complex stuff themselves. How weird is that? <laughs> I don't, I don't so think it's, it's really more of a thing. prediction now. Eh? So it's not, yeah, we are saying it. I'm correct. Talk to most procurement functions. If you were to talk to teams, specifically in the world that I sit in, mm. we want to do that. We are itching to have a new way of working. We are mm. itching to be part of cross-functional teams. Mm. We are itching to have that yeah. accountability in place that goes across the business. We are itching to move from a cost-based discussion to a value-based discussion. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't that we the individual people or community within procurement don't want to do that. I just feel that some of our very clunky processes and ways of working, we've got to be brave enough to say that isn't working anymore. Mm. If we were an engineering process, we would apply some continuous improvement here and look yeah. at what we need to do. And I still feel, and people will be sick of me saying this, that I don't think as a profession that we do that enough internally. We don't uh, have that into inspection and say, okay, what, how much easier or more fulfilling or quicker would my mm. role be if I just could change three things today? Yeah. And yeah. that starts with us. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe just one, one thing to add, you know, I agree. So what we usually do is we, we educate the people. So we, we, with our certification classes, uh, we give them inspiration. Uh, we give them new tools at hand. Uh, then usually they they do some pilots, like this ERP was a pilot, and then all you know because in such a cross-functional team you need almost everybody from the company and and what the people often think yeah that must be ki kind of a super agile company already. The opposite is the case. We we are working with the least agile companies that just have a problem, right and and. So that also inspires then other functions, and uh, in last consequence, it leads to a natural transformation. So uh, I completely agree that continuous improvement is important, but I think procurement currently is at the stage in time where they need a radical shift. So it's no more evolution, it's revolution. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Funny. So, so not saying that we have done everything wrong in the past. That's that's not what I'm saying. Right. So, for the commodity stuff, we sh we still should do it this way, right? But lucky us, we get rid of all this boring operational stuff, and and the machine will take over, so that we could focus more on the more interesting strategic stuff, right? Yeah, and I think yeah, the point I was going to make is actually it's. The, the procurement process is is very outdated. It's it's very process centric, and business has changed. It is more relationship centric now. It's about it's about innovation, and I think we lose mm. that when we just strictly follow a process. So uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's definitely revolution over evolution in terms of procurement processes for me. Mm. Yeah. And I'd imagine it's um, it's easier to have that discussion when you are a neutral when you are a neutral person with <laughs> some teams and functions and CPOs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just, just because you've got that, ob your objective, you can be completely objective. You know, you're not towing the party lines. I, I agree. On the other hand, we are also um, uh, in collaboration with big procurement organization where 
we started to train the trainers and, and coach the coaches uh, to uh, uh, enable them uh, to, to build up this capability, the way we think, the way we behave, the way we coach, so that they can take over our role. And everything else than that won't scale, right? Yeah. And, and uh, uh, also in, in our pilot cases where we are supporting them, they need to do the work. So that's also slightly different to a traditional con procurement consultant, right? Who ah, give me all thing and, and I, I hide everything how I did it uh, so that you need to uh, 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 book me the next time again. No, we, we want to, I mean, uh, at least our ambition doesn't always uh, work out, but our ambition is that they could do it the next time themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the I like the I like the vision. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how it how it rolls out. And I think if you've got already got advocates for change within the community, then that's a, a real positive. Mm -hmm. yeah. now, now we're getting to time, but so Mirko, if if anyone wants to get involved in the, in this movement, if anyone wants to uh, to do a bit more in terms of lean agile procurement, what's what do you recommend to them, and and how can they how can they contact you as well? Yeah, so. I'm not sure if you want to share in the comments uh, the link to our portal, so yeah, where, sure. where, where you could find uh, more information about the movement, about the approach, case studies, uh, but also uh, we have we we started uh, a community of trainers, so uh, we now at least have all the continents. Uh, so. We are looking for quality over quantity, so it's, it's a small growth. But uh, and all of those trainers, feel free to contact them. Obviously, you can okay. also contact me. Um, but uh, if you're, yeah, you know, watching this video, this stream now from Australia, we have great colleagues over there. Uh, if you're in Russia or in in the states, uh, it's maybe more easy to to chat with one of my colleagues over there okay. so yeah great yeah we'll stick the uh we'll, we'll stick that link into the comments and um and yeah th this will be available as well as a, as a podcast and obviously mm -hmm. on demand you can come back to it and uh and go on linkedin so yeah well Mirko, thanks for joining us really appreciate you taking the time to talk us through lean agile procurement uh, it's been fascinating insight into that process mm -hmm. and um yeah as i say check out the podcast it's available on all platforms and join us next time when we'll be tackling another big issue facing procurement. Yeah. Until then, Thank goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And yeah, just get the right people together. As simple <laughs> as that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye now.